0: Welcome back to Cheaper Than Therapy. We're going to do another one of our coaching laser sessions. And this was, I think, a really good episode in the context of what's happening for so many people. This moment that we're in where they're sort of stuck, quarantined, a lot of times with someone that it's really challenging to be quarantined with, right? Like this is happening for a lot of relationships.
1: Right. I mean, geez, we were even hearing about how, at least I've read articles about how like in China, the divorce rate has gone up like three times what it's ever been because, you know, people are stuck. They can't hide, right? They can't hide behind going to work or getting out of the house or whatever. And so people are really being forced to like face the relationship. You know, I think that June represents what a lot of people to your point are going through in terms of being stuck under the same roof with somebody who they've already realized it's time to move on from yeah and i think
0: i feel like you said this or we were having this conversation about how um a lot of what is happening in this time is it's sort of forcing us to look at some things we might have swept under the rug a little bit longer it's sort of like this blue light on all of these things that maybe we've been able to ignore up until this point but now we sort of have to do something it's like forced action around these
1: issues right and i think you know at least in this case with june what I think was so interesting is that it parlayed itself from the conversation about what's happening with COVID, like you're being forced to look at it because you're all stuck during this whole, you know, quarantine situation, into her being the mama of a small child and then also being like, what are you doing for you, right? So we know that you're stuck, but what are you doing for you and, and what are you teaching your son? I think that also represents so much of what we talk about with clients, this martyr thing, right? Like the mother is kind of seen as the martyr. And what does that do um, when a child sees you in that light versus sees you doing what's right for you and what's best for you?
0: Yeah, and I think it's a struggle that both of us as moms were able to really relate to as we were talking to her. There is sort of this push and pull between like continuing to be the fullest version of myself and also feeling like, you know, all of a sudden there's this little being or this human that I want to give everything to, but what am I teaching them when I sacrifice myself fully in order to do that?
1: Right. And I think that pertains to dads too, right? I mean, I I would say mom, but I I feel like a lot of dads can relate to the same idea. So I think this kind of pertains to both. Oh, absolutely. Enjoy. Bye.
0: We are so excited to have June with us today. How are you doing,
2: June? I'm doing all right. Hanging in.
1: Danae and I actually put a call out on our Instagrams to, you know, let our communities know that we are doing not only this podcast now, but part of this podcast is that we want to offer some support where we can and and trying our best to help, especially trying to give back, I guess, during this kind of crazy time. And June was somebody who reached out about something that she's been working through and um I'm going to let you kind of give it in your own words, but just to give a top line, it sounds like you are kind of working through some grief around some betrayal, um, and and it sounds like kind of an abusive marriage, right? That you're you're trying to leave after some infidelity.
2: Yes. Yep. That would be the nutshell. Um,
1: yeah. Just a
2: very, a very extreme version of betrayal. Hmm. Um, mm. A very long term, repeated and sort of realizations within that, that I think my marriage relationship has been emotionally destructive, I think is a good Mm -hmm. phrase, uh, for a long time, um, even prior to this big affair. And the revelation of the big affair was a couple of years ago. So Mm -hmm. I have been in this swirl. It was definitely crisis survival mode for Mm -hmm. a, a long time. Um, and and trying to work through it it, with the hope of restoring my marriage Mm -hmm. and having my partner kind of come back to earth, which he just hasn't.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And
2: so I won't go into a lot of details there, but ultimately there has been so much psychological and emotional abuse um, heaped on me, even just in the way of deceit and lies, gaslighting to a maximum level. And I have Um, mothered my infant and now toddler um, through it all and really part of my debate I think part of the agony is how you know like letting go of the dream of having an intact family which is really a normal thing Um, and I had no inkling that I would have to have basically this forced on me by by his choices over and over and over and over again and splitting up my family and what that means for me, which I've worked through a ton of the emotional pieces there to to disconnect, honestly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from him emotionally. But what that means for my child, I'm balancing all that and really trying to figure out um, the the pathway that's going to be like the least bumpy for me and my son, while at the same time, like I've hardly had a moment to actually really. Let this grief be sort of um processed and and to be witnessed um I've done it in some ways, but mm-hmm.
1: well, and of course, who has time when they have a an infant and then a toddler right that's that's always the i mean now as a new mother myself i'm 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 really connecting to that specific piece and this idea that you said you know you use this word forced upon um feeling yeah. like it was forced upon you, and I think that's a really powerful statement, and I wonder is this idea forced upon something that you feel like is a a new revelation is this this forced upon feeling something that you've been holding for a long time oh a lo- yeah long time i mm. think it
2: was very an, an immediate recognition of the powerlessness that i had the, the very moment i learned about mm. his affair um and then it just screamed into and and i like i'm trying to come up with the right words it it just was Like, it was like being held underwater Mm. um, for so long, for Mm. so long. And so I have been able to come up for air more and more. But another layer of uh, pathology, I guess you might call it, or just horror, is that he manipulated his way back into our shared residence. Now it's been um, a year almost, and he won't leave. And he maintained his... um, his affair for a Mm. good portion of that time so so it's then 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 I was sort of I've been working through a lot of this sort of with the trauma and the abuse sort of just continuing to be a, a presence um continuously so I have done I think amazing work to kind of peel back different layers of myself Mm -hmm. um to to kind of rise in certain ways and you know it's kind of i think i've played a lot with things like around you know like metaphysical quantum spiritual energetic like how all of that comes into play Mm -hmm. um while your physical reality is sort of a different thing which Mm -hmm, is super trippy to your brain for Mm -hmm. obvious reasons so I think it makes me feel stuck to take action in like my, my in the physical
1: life. form. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel
0: so struck as I'm listening to you, June, with just what it must be to juggle what it feels like as a mama to try to be really present for um, how I want to hold what is so difficult for my child in their experience of this. You know, this person has come back into the space with me, and so this is where I live. This is where I go to exhale and I don't have that anymore. And yet I don't want to be, um, in a position where I'm having my child witness constant conflict with this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can't even imagine, you know, that's, that's such a difficult thing to hold. And I guess I Mm -hmm. wonder where you're going right now or what you're doing to, to get that exhale, to have some Mm -hmm. sort of space in the world that you can have for
2: you. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, no, thank you. That is, um, just, I appreciate that you're able to pull that out. And mm-hmm. I think that's great. That's a great question, especially now. Yes, that yes. There's a whole different thing happening on a societal level. I feel mm-hmm. this, there's this, an oddness of like society has kind of joined in with my, I've already lived a semi isolated um, and isolated life a lot in my head and in my heart. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's odd in that way. It's a little triggering in that way. Mm. So I'm reevaluating in our current moment. And I think it's also making me sort of like kind of lean in and face it, which I know is absolutely the only way through to, Mm. you know, I can't, I can't literally run away. My, my um, trauma response is freeze. Just, Mm. I've definitely discovered that I want to flee, but I can't because of mm-hmm. my circumstances, of course. So freeze is what I then do. Um, I've retreated back into that a little bit. So I think, I, I, yeah, that question is, is so useful. I, I think I have a pretty um, amazing internal world and I have a lot of comfort and ability mm-hmm. to sit with uncertainty and, and uncomfortable feelings and still really show up for my kid because I've been doing it solidly since I was pregnant honestly this all mm-hmm. started when I was pregnant and I was treated horribly by my partner during that time also so I'm I'm good at it for unfortunate reasons and I I have a background in yoga and breathing I think I absolutely need to use that more just simple consistent breathing exercises would probably do a lot of good some of that gets scrambled up because I have a toddler and I'm juggling a job Mm -hmm. and toddler and so yeah I guess I think even doing this I've never done anything like this before Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a little bit of me being able to exhale because Mm -hmm. I I am feeling really
1: like bottled up I can hear the tightness in your voice yeah
2: (laughs) yeah right and that's exactly what it is it's it's like I was already I'd already worked through a lot of that in my day to day, but it was not anywhere near processed or okay point.
1: So now well, let me, a, let me interrupt you really quick. What would processed, yeah. I guess, look like? I mean, if you could kind of wave a wand right now and say like, oh, I've processed this and this has changed, you know, what would that look like for you? Um, loaded question, obviously, because yeah, oh no, it's really another,
2: line, right. True. Exactly. And, and I, I think it's still, it's a good question. I think it's a helpful question. I think it would be to have walked, like to have had enough courage, enough boldness to truly have ended my marriage or be in the process of doing that to create some physical distance, which I'm ready for. I'm just not ready to face what that means for my child and my mothering relationship with my child.
1: Mm. Tell me more about that. Oh yeah! Gosh, there's so much. Well, um, I guess if you could say, how how do you feel like? Okay, so if you yeah. say that, what that looks like for you, right? When I asked you if you could wave a wand, yeah, like yeah, and it looks like space and being able to start mm-hmm. separating, right? Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. worry for you is what does that look like, or how does that, I guess, transpire in the relationship, <laughs> mothering relationship with your son, or the relationship, mm-hmm. obviously, he has with his father? Mm-hmm. Um, tell me more about that concern or that fear. Like how does one play into the other? I guess if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Um, as far as what it means for me and what it means for my child, right? Is that, or like the mothering relationship. Right. Yeah. I think I have concerns about just the the stability, uh, mental stability primarily of my partner, mm. um, my child's father. And so yeah, there are concerns, and it's not. I mean, he he absolutely spends time with our son and can do a reasonable job and it's not all bad, but, but there are concerns as far as mm. just stability and consistency in um, his responses. And my child is really young still. And I do recognize that over time he's going to individuate and he's going to have his own relationship with his father. And I, I accept all of that, but especially now while he's little and I can't, I, you know, like he can't verbalize to me what is maybe happening when I'm not there. So he has alone time with his dad right now, but more of that is unnerving to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also am his primary, my son's primary caregiver. I am his safety point. Um, I have shielded him from mm-hmm. chaos, um, which is, I would do it again a trillion times over, um, nice. even though it's been detrimental to me. But yes, yeah, so there's, there's that aspect of just, I worry, there's fear there. And, and yeah, so kind of like, again, going back to the forced upon, contemplate being removed from your own child. Let's Mm -hmm. say if we're talking custody, you know, and I try Mm -hmm. not to project too much into the future and just, you know, it is Mm -hmm. what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. But there's a protective factor that comes in for that soul. My little child's, you know, soul, his, his, his life path that I, I just want him to be set up. And I know, set up well, and I know that these early years are really important um, for that. And, and I take that really seriously. And so, yeah, there's just like, for for him to be removed from me and me to be removed from him, I think is a true detriment if my partner would really push for like 50-50 custody. Mm-hmm. And basically to be apart from your child for 50% of his life is is an obscene thing to accept. So.
0: No, you know, I, I, you can't say us, but both Vanessa and I think as mothers just feel so deeply the pain yeah. of what you're talking about, you know, it's, it's visceral. Yeah. And um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And, you know, what I, I would like to offer that I think I heard you speak to a little bit, June, is the truth of not only your child's resilience, but yours as well. And I think that what I find a lot of times, and what I'm, I guess, learning from clients who are a little bit further down the path in um, their process of divorce, um, mm-hmm. have sort of taught me that if I sort of stay true to what I know in terms of my relationship with my child, like what my child needs mm-hmm. for me, that child grows older and they sort of, to what, you know, the point that you made they have their own way of holding the other parent, right? Mm-hmm. And if I just sort of, mm-hmm. um, to the best of my ability, don't you know, bash that other parent, um, let them have their mm-hmm. own relationship with that parent, they come to that understanding for themselves. And I think what's mm-hmm. so great about the tools that I hear in you, that i it's very clear that you already have, is that you will be able to speak to your son about what his father is lacking in terms of his ability to show up for him with compassion, right? With, Mm -hmm. these are the things that your father struggles with, but not Mm -hmm. about you. Like you will be the force that is able to speak to that for him. Does, does that resonate?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's, it's, it is something that gives me some amount of comfort. I think I've grown to accept that Mm -hmm. as the probable reality that I'm going to have to have these, conversations with him that are age appropriate that are, you know, Mm -hmm. I never, I never intend to bash his father to him. Mm -hmm. I know that that's no place I want to, I want to go. It's not useful. And I, you know, I, I do believe in the ability of kids to, to gain their own understanding and and I, I think he is also, you know, kind of extra special in his observations and ability. Even at the age of two, I can, you mm-hmm. know, I just think that he's an intuitive little being. And I think what what's hardest is um, sort of these in between years, is how I maybe think of it. So, you know, that ability to really be able to see where there is concern or lack, you know, from my son's perspective and to verbalize it or process it, I feel like there's still some years in here where he's going to be too young to do that. So Mm -hmm. then it's like, as the mama, I'm trying to buffer and I'm trying to, you know, which is what you're supposed to do as a mama and a parent, you're supposed to be your, your child's um, co-regulating nervous system Mm -hmm. and their, frontal lobe and you know like that's a part of what
1: I think we are tasked with doing as as parents and so So, so I I want to interrupt because you know I I feel like maybe I I might be playing bad cop here so forgive me if I am but it just tends to be my way to be a little bit more blunt you sound like you have all of the understanding of what it is that you need to show up and provide for your child you're so Mm I mean, as a therapist you're so spot on when you talk about how you help co-regulate them and all these things and You know, and you also are so spot on when you talk about, you know what your trauma response is, right? It's to freeze. Mm -hmm. Um, And while we can say, yeah, we don't want to project too far in the future. We can see where this path might lead. And of course there's fear around that. Why wouldn't there be? What I also want to ask is if you know that your child is intuitive, because they all are, right? It's crazy. I'm Mm -hmm. literally literally right now about how yesterday my partner and I had probably our first like big argument since my newborn was Mm -hmm. born. And I'll, I'll share mm-hmm. this with you because it's it probably will resonate with both of you guys. She was in the bedroom sleeping and she woke up in the middle of our argument and we were probably pretty loud. She's never before woken up not crying. She woke yeah. up and she was in her bassinet and she was just kind of talking to herself and cooing as we were outside mm-hmm. kind of arguing. And mm-hmm. when I got in and took her out and she was sitting on my lap and him and I were still kind of going at it, she was totally silent. She was mm-hmm. looking at me and then she was looking at him and then she was yeah. looking at me. And then she was looking at him and she was not making a noise. And I had this moment of Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, like you, you know what's (laughs) happening, right? Like you can't understand the words, but you know what's going on right now. And so I offer that also because I know that, you know, that feeling Mm -hmm. or like watch your son. He knows what's happening in his own way, Mm -hmm. right? So where I say I'm going to play bad cop here is I also want to make sure that we're super aware that you being in this freeze response is also something that's information for him, right? Like we're teaching him mm-hmm. things right now too. So mm-hmm. you putting him first is great, but he's also learning that you go into freeze and that you're allowing dad to do what dad's doing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? To- totally. I, I hear that so loud and
2: clear. And I think it's something that kind of bounces around my brain a lot. And I have these like kind of, I, I gain momentum in mm-hmm. strength and clarity and I mean this has been an ebb and a flow for a while for a lot of reasons I won't go into like I had mm. good reason to be oh, this in isn't easy <laughs> mode um no yeah. right right it's a process and then I kind of beat myself up a little bit like why can't you just you know just do this just move yeah. forward and I have I do have a good therapist who is very um good. he's a good advocate kind of really would echo exactly what you just said um mm-hmm. but also is understanding of like the actual process mm-hmm. of even just divorce unto itself is yes. traumatic. It's hard. It's mm-hmm. scary, all those things. So um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I think there's a motivator there in that I can teach him, my son, things by how I move through this and to be courageous and in the face of this fear of this, you know, doing it scared, that kind of idea. Right. I, I mm-hmm. love that. It's something I want him to learn um, and and it's sort of I think it's some of the like downloading and radical acceptance of a reality that is mm-hmm. very unacceptable, so that's been the process. Mm-hmm. But I'm so much further down that spectrum, and it, it is good to be reminded of you know, like a sort of a shift in perspective to keep mm-hmm. that in my line of sight, like
1: mm-hmm. he has
2: been my priority, my son, mm-hmm. and to make sure that that I can think about that in some different ways I know is um, important and and it gets easier now that he's a little bit older when he was an infant. That was, that was just, you know, absolutely like the risk of what might happen if I tried to split and my partner was horrible and like Mm -hmm. fought for custody with an infant was, uh, I just didn't take that risk. Mm -hmm. Um, Even with some physical separation during those those months, but um, w- from my partner, that is. So,
0: I just wanted to jump in if I could because I know the situation that we're all in right now, mm-hmm. and you know, listening to where you are with your husband, but you're not—you're separated, but not physically separated. Right. Which, which I I relate to <laughs> right now, um, right, a lot because um, I also am separated and in a position where I am co-parenting my child with my um, mm-hmm. husband, and so there's so much of what we're talking about that I I really resonate with. And, you know, the Mm -hmm. word that keeps coming up for me is differentiation, which Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, and I'm in a situation where I'm, I'm really good friends with my husband and still Mm -hmm. there is a lot of difficulty in sharing space with someone that you know, that you, um, are shifting away from being in a relationship with. Right. So I, i am ready for this like physical distance from you. And yet we are in a position right now where I can't actually have that. So mm-hmm, how do I mm-hmm, deal with this? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for me, what I think is really helpful is the practice of differentiation, meaning okay. I sort of become the witness of you in that space over there. And mm-hmm. it's, it's almost boundaryed, right? Like you are there and I am here and we are separate from one another. So I am watching your behaviors without sort of taking them on as about me, as something I internalize, like it becomes that practice Mm -hmm. of like, I almost like to imagine like a physical bubble keeping me from taking on that energy, but I'm watching it and I'm witnessing it. I don't know if that is helpful at all, but I think it becomes, you know, this is your experience in your life and almost like a comforting feeling of, and this is not my life anymore. And I know that mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. where you are yet, but almost like the, the holding of the space for when that is the truth. Does that mm-hmm. make
2: sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that,
0: that. that. Does that help at all? I, I know it's been helping me.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's, um, that is a practice that could be definitely useful. And I think I do some, some amount of something along those lines
1: mm-hmm.
2: but by my disengagement with him, which I've become very good at. But it's not—it's not a complete disengagement because I still have emotional responses that I'm struggling with, which is to be expected, and it's all what it's—it is what it is. But to kind of have even a visual of a bubble, um, Mm. and like I like the way you phrased it about holding space for kind of what will be. I think that sort of what you said.
0: Yes, I think like holding that in your heart right now. You know, like the life that Mm -hmm. I will have for myself and my son. And Mm -hmm. maybe can I even hold with a little bit of gratitude that Mm -hmm. this part that I'm witnessing right now is going to be behind me that like, I want more for myself somehow. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And that's a powerful lesson too, that your son will learn through you Mm non-verbally. I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of a softer approach to than what, maybe what I said earlier, which is like, we teach our children, right? Like, Mm -hmm. obviously we all know it's through action, not word, right? Mm -hmm. So Your son is definitely taking in that he is your priority and your son is taking in that you are his advocate and you are the mama bear and you are protecting him. And all of those things are coming through for him loud and clear. It's almost as if now it sounds like you're ready. I mean, obviously physically, do we have that capability in the midst of this crazy situation? No, but Mm -hmm. mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally, it sounds like you're at this next like precipice where now the lesson for your son is going to become, I also take care of me and I'm important, and yeah. I love myself enough to do X, Y, and Z, and to take that next step. Mm-hmm. Well, I love what you said about doing it. How did you word it doing it in fear? Doing it scared. Yeah. Doing it scared. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, love I think that, that comes so from
2: cool. Brene Brown. I think. Yeah. Yes. Oh, which makes sense, right? Yes. right. <laughs> our, our girl, <laughs> our girl Brene. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, everybody's
2: real. I love her. I yes. mm, absolutely.
1: So, yeah. I'm going I'm to offer you the fact that I I'm so feeling and holding this struggle for you and with you. And I I can only, like I said, as a very new mother, I hear you. Like I can only imagine the feeling of a bit of a backup against the wall, right? And it sounds like to your point, there was a lot of like emotional abuse and things that, you know, Mm -hmm. look, gaslighting is, it's a lot to sift through. And it sounds like you've actually taken a lot of time to be able to put words to things. And make sense of things, right? Which is huge. And that's a big step kind of on that journey. So, kudos to you for kind of getting to where you're at already. And I think that just speaks more to what I was saying about it feels to me on my end like you're standing on this precipice and you're almost now like Mm -hmm. ready to take this next step on this journey. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this time
0: becomes a little bit of an opportunity to workshop how Mm -hmm. I want to hold myself in this space of how I will not only co-parent with this person at some point, but how Mm -hmm. I will hold myself and the opportunity to move forward in a life Mm -hmm. that now has expanded in terms of opportunity. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that is the thing that as we sort of wade through all the grief and all of the dying of the dream, there Mm -hmm. we start to feel this space for, and now what is there opportunity Mm -hmm. for me to have for myself that maybe I hadn't been open to Mm. until now? And that's yeah. where the excitement comes in. And that's like, mm-hmm. even as I hear Vanessa speaking to it, I, I start to get excited for you, June, because, mm-hmm. you know, this becomes sort of the catalyst for this next phase of your life. And it feels like that's where, where you are.
2: I feel in this very short amount of time that y- you've both been able to pull out some important kind of witness and see um, some things that are, that are there which is, it is useful. And even just the personal experiences that you have, um, I think it's it's helpful to kind of get, give voice to my story more. And, you know, I, I feel like you both really um, were present to, to mm-hmm. that and, and optimistic, you know, at the same mm-hmm. time, validating what's so, so hard. But then also, you know, I, I definitely have been able to touch in more with the possibilities that are here, this, you know, the, the, the opportunities and the, you know, the gratitude I might have for sort of the creative possibilities that exist that, uh, you know, and, and the life path that I might not have actively yeah. chosen, but could mm-hmm. reveal itself to be, you know, better than I can imagine.
1: Well, right. So. And let's also be real here and say, like, it is a bit about let's hold space for all of the things, right? All of mm-hmm. the emotions, all of the realities, because there is hope and there is excitement. And this is fucking hard. And yeah. there is, this is fucking <laughs> hard. Yes. <laughs> and there yes. are days that you're going to want to crawl into a hole and cry all day. And there are days, right? So all yeah. of these things are true. And, and all of
0: it's welcome. All of right, it, right? right?
1: And so, and that's also what another amazing lesson to teach your son. That all yeah, of these things yes. can be true at the same time. Mommy can yeah. have an hour where she's sobbing. I'm, I'm okay, baby. I'm okay, but I'm sad right now. And yeah. then mommy can also have a day where she's in a really good place and she's able to breathe through it and she's able to, right? You're, you're human. Yeah. You're showing yeah. him that it is okay to have all of these different things going on at the same time yeah. and yeah. stay present and stay kind of grounded amidst all of it.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Well, June, I just I feel like I want to affirm, you know, how many tools I hear already as you speak. Mm -hmm. I feel so happy for this little boy in the mama that he has, (laughs) and it is clear to me the two of you are going to be just fine. (laughs) I have no (laughs) doubt. So, um, yeah, thank you for being willing to, you know, share with us. And I just, um, I really am excited for the two of you uh, because he's
1: got an incredible mama. Well, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you calling in, June. This was, i think this is going to be really helpful for many people listening, and and just being able to put themselves in similar situations where, again, it's like it's it's hard, it's horrible, and mm-hmm. okay, I'm on this, I'm on this precipice, and what what does that look like? What's next? Um, and being able to allow them to also see that it's okay to be scared, and and it's okay to be excited, and right. And and I yeah, think that that's going to yeah. be really powerful for a lot of listeners. Good, yes, thank you. Listen, you have you have our email, so so do us a favor and let us know how you're doing. You know, amidst yeah. all this craziness, shoot shoot us a note and and just kind of keep us posted because yes, we, we really want to know.
2: Yeah, great, yeah,
1: yeah. I would love to love to do that, and I just appreciate
2: Good. this opportunity to air some of this in a different way. So awesome. uh, to give voice to it, and I appreciate I appreciate your insights and your tips and you're listening.
0: Good. Take care, mama. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. You
2: both
1: as well. All uh-huh. right. Bye, <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cheaper Than Therapy.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: And if you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at Vanessa S. Bennett and at Danae Logan Selkin.